Well, kia ora whanau. We are finally back on air. It is so good to be back. You know what it's like, primary school teaching gig, gets a bit busy here and there, and uh, so we had a bit of a break, but we're back now, and I'm so stoked to be back with this guest, who's an absolute superstar. I got to sit down with New Zealand comedian, actress, uh, Brinley Stent. Now, you might recognize Brinley Stent. She's, she's been on shows such as Seven Days, Taskmaster, uh, even Shortland Street, and let me tell you, this podcast is golden. So many laughs, and Brinley Stent's just an absolute legend. So lock in and enjoy. Hey, we're on, we're live, Brinley, um, from your lockdown cabin, <laughs> um, bunker. your bunker, <laughs> hunkered down, um, I appreciate you hopping on, and I would say how are you, but I mean, hey, we're, we're kind of recovering from COVID here, so, we are, a- we as are. we speak. We're, we're good under the circumstances, you know? Did it, when you caught it, were you, because when I caught it, I had this thing of like, oh my goodness, I've got it. I've got the bug. I've got the oh. thing we've been talking about for two years. Was it, was it a bit weird when you caught it? Like, oh, wow, well, weird. I've got really it. Really weird. Yeah. Especially because as we were saying before, we were just chatting um, before this and saying to each other, God, we just feel special. Look look at us go. Like, oh, we're just getting through life. COVID hasn't hit us. Maybe we're the lucky chosen few. And then you get it and you think to yourself, oh, I was delusional all along. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it is true. It, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks, but um, I, I don't know. Now, when you get out of it, you'll get out of it soon. Obviously, um, mm-hmm. you kind of have this almost the same thought of like, now I'm invincible because I've had it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a double-edged sword, you know. But um, have you been keeping yourself occupied? Because I know it can, yeah, get pretty boring. Um, well, this time, I mean, in the, in the actual lockdowns, when, when New Zealand was in like full lockdown mode, I was a very, um, very act. I'm a very, I'm an active relaxer. Uh, you can mm-hmm, say I'm mm-hmm. definitely not one who can sit and binge watch a television show. I kind of have to do things the whole time. So, um, I did a lot of cooking and gardening and uh, making content and all of that sort of stuff. Whereas this, this time around the virus really, really has hit me hard and I've done a lot of, um, lying on the couch and staring into space and um worrying about money and mm, mm, <laughs> that sort of that sort of active those sort of activities um yeah, stressful <laughs> yeah i watched the white lotus that was fun the white lotus mm. um you've lost me there television show you gotta watch it it's good it's really good that's yeah. good. Yeah. It is, it's, For all the viewers, listeners out there, White Lotus. <laughs> it is funny, eh? Like the amount of times, because obviously when I started this thing, it was mm. lockdown vibes way, way back, 2020. Yeah. And that was always the convo was, what's the show? What's the show we're watching, you know? Um, and the yeah. problem is I am, I'm, I'm a bit the same, a bit of an active relaxer when it comes to that. But also we did get through some shows. And when you finish your show, it's almost the end of the world sometimes, eh? You're like, oh, it really is. Now what? It's one of the saddest things ever when you realize that you can never be friends with the fictional characters you've been watching for the last, (laughs) (laughs) over many weeks. Oh, honestly, (laughs) when I read Harry Potter back in the day and I finished the book, it was so depressing knowing there's no Hogwarts, you know? Oh, I know. Wow. I mean, maybe there is, maybe we're just muggles. Yeah. Hey, could you imagine, like, if, I don't know if you've read them or watched them, but you, well, you said muggles, so obviously, no, only, only Harry Potter. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, but, like, if it was real, and the whole time we've just been duped, and it's just there for plain sight, that'd be a, yeah. muggle, that'd be a muggle thing to, to not see, eh? 
Yeah, absolutely. And then we just find out that J.K. Rowling's like sold out the whole Wizarding World, and they all hate her because she she exposed them. She's like the original expose writer, kind of like Glory. You know, people yeah. who write about Glory Vale. <laughs> yeah. It's not real <laughs> until you find out. Um, yeah. For you, how for you? Because I mean, here's how. Okay, so I'm going to be completely honest. I rocked up Do to I. seven days. Um, when did I go? Mm-hmm. For, like the I went to a live show, some somewhat recently. Did you get a free pie? Oh yes, but I I burnt my hand on it real oh. badly, and I was in the audience. That's what I do. I, I, what, like it's like thermonuclear. I don't know what they're trying to do to us <laughs> at the back there, and my finger was like red as. <laughs> um, so just I just perfect, con- absolutely conducive to good comedy. You yeah. just having a burnt hand. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and the portaloos out the back of Media Works, or not Media Works? What's the company? Discovery. Whatever. Discovery. Yeah. Mm. Um, let's just say the portaloos didn't have running water. To cool it oh. down, you know, so. So yeah. you plunged your hand in the. <laughs> nah, let's. I had I had my hand wrapped around a cider, just like not drinking it, keeping it cold. But um, nice. and I rocked up, and um, I can't. Even, to be honest, I can't completely remember everyone that was on the panels. Mm. But here's this chick crack up as, and I'm like, oh my, because I don't watch lots of TV at the moment. Obviously, mm. when you you know you live, move out of home, there's not heaps of TV. And I'm like, oh my goodness, who is this chick? cracker <laughs> and i do a bit of digging and honestly i think can't wait you're... to hear who it is <laughs> yeah. um yeah so laura daniels she was so funny <laughs> <laughs> she is funny <laughs> um, but yeah honestly like for you did you always like if i had said to you as a say a 16 year old 15 year old hey you're going to be on seven days with these phenomenal cats you know um cracking jokes and doing your thing would you have, would you have believed me because i'm assuming you were always funny but i mean Absolutely not. I wouldn't have believed you at all. Because here's here's the thing. I I mean, when you tell people when you're younger that you want to be either an actor or a comedian or probably also, you know, a podcaster or musician or Mm. anything to do with performing arts, people are often like, yeah, cool. What's your plan B, though? Right. Um, Yeah, it's true. So I definitely didn't believe in myself back then. I knew I loved comedy. Uh, I did, you know, I was doing the theatre sports back then, so improvised comedy, and me and my friends would spend all of our lunch times very coolly hanging out in the drama room doing extracurricular theatre sports practice with each other. <laughs> so I knew I liked it, but I don't, I didn't think I would ever be able to make money from it, nor did I think that I would be sort of working alongside the, the greats, mm. New Zealand greats, if you will. <laughs> well, it's it's so interesting because I, I, I had, and I was, I was real blessed to be able to speak with Di last year during oh, yeah. Down of some oh, isn't he a darling? Oh, he's an absolute <laughs> champion, eh? And, he's an angel. And he said this. I said this to him, and it's and he thought it was equally as profound. But you're literally paid. Well, if people come to your shows, touch wood. Um, but to, <laughs> to like make people laugh. Like we arrive or we turn on the telly, and we're expecting a laugh from you. It, like it just feels like the most unnatural thing, but it just works. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. That's why I don't really love stand up though, per se. Um, Because I I think a lot of people, when I say to people, or they say, what do you want? What do you do? And I say, I'm a comedian. They're like, oh, cool. And their mind goes stand up, you know. Mm. Um, And the form of stand up is a little bit more leaning towards that, you know, like it is like, you write jokes on a piece of paper, you practice them, and then you look at an audience with a microphone and you say your jokes. And then they pay you for that. It's like, so that that is so weird to me. And I, um, I kind of le- like lean away from more of that stuff because I find that very confronting. Mm. Um, but you just, but, did, yeah. but you just did, didn't you just have a show? Now, 
I'm trying to remember now. Was it Frigid? No. Yes, I did. A, I did a show called Frigid in Christchurch, and because that's when we were starting to tee this podcast up, you said you were just getting yes. that done. How how, how yeah. was it? Did it go well? Did you smash it? Oh, I, I no. <laughs> it was a new show. Um, it was a new show that I'm just sort of teething in, yeah. and um, let's just say um, it didn't stick in my brain as well as the other ones did. So there were a few a few massive fails where I just lost where I was in front of an audience. Um, but you know, it's part of the hustle. I think uh, you gotta you gotta get through those moments where you go, oh, I, well, I didn't die. I forgot yeah. everything or I did bad, but I didn't die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the, that's the, the mahi of what we have to do is just like putting up shows and going like, oh, let's do that. And now that didn't work. Let's change that. Let's, you know, yeah. Oh, that's got to be bad. Mm. Yeah. It, it's kind of reminds me of teaching, like the amount of times I'm in front mm. of my kids and it's like, I don't know <laughs> where we're going right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, you get, you become an expert at making things up on the fly. You know, well, you'd be the ultimate improviser then. <laughs> legit, uh, legit. Well, yeah. I mean, my kids think yeah. I'm funny, but I mean, <laughs> I have been given the nickname Brad jokes. You know, so oh, yeah. that can't be a good thing, eh? Like dad jokes, no, Brad jokes. No, I, I, I reckon, I reckon that's great. Like I'm the sucker for the jokes of like, name. like jokes are like okay, this is a dumb one, but you know, like why the chicken? Oh no. What was the what, that's what I'm thinking of? Okay, no, my kid, a kid told me it the other day, and I, I pissed myself. It was like, why did the why did the chicken cross the road? I think it was. Why did the chicken cross the road? Mm. Um, to see if he had guts. You know, like just, oh, I find that like so funny. You know, but that's it's so really dry, good. dry dare jokes. You know. Do you want to hear my favorite joke? Yeah. Oh, I'd love to. The only thing is, I have to ask: Can I swear on this podcast? Absolutely. Okay, warning, I'm about to swear. Okay. okay, so here's my favorite joke. So a woman walks into the supermarket and she goes around and she gets some stuff and then she goes to the checkout operator and it's this young, cute guy and she puts down her stuff and he scans it through and he scans through one single apple, one single banana, one single carrot with hummus, one small cereal, one single serve <laughs> microwave meal, one bottle of wine, one single serve chocolate bar. And he looks up at her and he goes, huh, single, huh? And she blushes and she goes, oh my gosh, how did you know? And he goes, because you're fucking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I honestly, oh gosh. <laughs> I'm a sucker. I like see, like I love, I love those jokes. I love this. Like, w welcome to the podcast where we just honestly go on um, all sorts of side tangents and yarns. And people, mm. the listeners know they're not they're used to this. They, they don't want clear flow. But <laughs> like, uh, uh, like me and me and my my flatmate, we've made up this joke. Right? I'm not going to tell it mm. to you because it's it's a long joke. Okay. But. But, but seriously, this is what we so find so funny. And you'll think it's probably really stupid. And if you ever want to try this in a comedy stand-up gig, you, you would either get booed off the stage or applauded, I reckon. But get up there. We came up with this idea. Why don't we get up and try and hold this? We call it like a shan, right? Like a shit yarn. For as long oh, yeah. as you can. People mm -hmm. waiting for the punchline. And then you just leave it. Like, for example, say I've told you this whole big story about a car trip and they stop here and they do this and that. And at the end they go, and then they came back to the shop and they asked the guy, do, do you have any watermelons? And he said, no. And just leave it. Just leave it. I love that. There's no joke. I love that It's just so a story. Much. People and think it's a joke. Is, the game is you have to, you and your friend have to not see how long you can 
stand sit there for. Yeah, it, it, without it is. saying a word. It is. I like, love that. We, we like when we do it to someone when they're in the room. It takes mm. all of my effort to not laugh. Yeah, knowing yeah, that yeah. they're just taking them for this ride. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's my my other favorite joke format. Weirdly, is like um, I love the game of um, saying things like a list and it not being a list. So like, uh, yeah, okay. So like, and, you, and you just look at the person's face. So you'd be like, the, someone would be like, oh, what'd you get up to this morning? You'd be like, um, well, I made my bed. <laughs> yeah, see, I love that. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> and just stare at them for as long as possible because you get such good facial expressions back. It's so funny. Oh, oh. It's far out. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm going to start using that with my kids. Yeah. All right, guys. So what we're going to do today is um, we're going to do some maths. <laughs> Just leave it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to see. I'm going to, I'm going to take some pointers from you. The other, the other one last, Sean, and we'll, I promise people listening, we'll get back. We'll get back on track. But have you ever done the one where you kind of just like absolutely say nothing, something that doesn't make sense and you try and trip someone up? Like someone be like, you'll be talking and be like, yeah, but like, you jump butt into a conversation, right? Like, yeah, but like, if you take it down, if you take that pellet down to mitre ten, they might have some curtains where, um, where you can peel those carrots. <laughs> you know, I've never, I've never done that before, but I love it. <laughs> like, just say the most un, not make sense sentence, like you can think of, and but straight face, like yeah, like if we take those curtains yeah. down and we make sure the bags are full, we might actually have some horse manure. <laughs> I reckon people will think. That you're having an aneurysm. <laughs> yeah, true. Right? Yeah, true. Then my, um, we might concern people with that, eh? <laughs> they call that word salad. Uh, yeah, but um, so for you then, what? Because I'm curious, what happens when you blank out? When you blank out, like I'm not talking seven days format, because I want to, I want to talk about that in a minute. Because there's some things I observed mm. that were so cool. But say stand up, for example, when you do blank mm. out, what's the recovery mm. for? You? What is that recovery as a comedian? What do you do? It depends on how scared you are of failure, I guess. I think if I, when I was a new comedian, it's like, it, it's so much worse because your brain freezes and then you catch yourself freezing and then you panic. And then it's like, you, what happens is you get back on track and then you get off the rails and you get back on track and you get off the rails and you stumble. And like, it's just, the, it's like, a, it's a train wreck. And the mm. audience, <laughs> the moment they can smell fear, they're going to respond so much worse to you. Mm. But nowadays, now that I've gotten used to kind of, I don't know, realizing I'm not going to die, uh, <laughs> you just kind of, uh, when I when it happened in Christchurch, I just breathed. I looked at the audience and then you just say what's real. Like you can, you just say what they're all seeing. So you yeah. just go, oh, I forgot where I am. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, this is weird. Like this has never happened to me before. And then, like, you just observe. I don't know. And then eventually, you kind of get back to it. I think. Mm. Mm. But you get back to it quicker because you're not trying to like go. This is perfect. It's a perfect show, and you guys just saw a crack. Yeah, just yeah, exactly, exactly. Notice the crack. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing mm -hmm. is, you don't. Yeah, mm. you don't want to. Um, I always, even with like teaching, right? I do the same thing. Mm. It's like. Oh, that's actually not right. That's not what I meant to say. Hold on, let's backtrack. Mm. I stuff that one up. You know, like yeah, mm. yeah. It is. It is. To be honest with your audience, I reckon it actually connects them more with you when you're actually just like, wait, that's not that's not what I was meant to say. Whoops. You know, like it, yeah, I feel like it's yeah. a bit more authentic. Totally, totally. It's. I mean, that's one of the biggest like rules of comedy. Really, is just like acknowledge what's in the room with you because you can you can sense with new comedians that they're just talking sort of above your heads. 
mm. and they've learned this thing and they and they're not going to come off that you know the thing they've learned but the good comedians are the ones who come in and they start talking and then they go oh you've got a great laugh or like oh your shirt is this or like you just say notice things and honestly it's the easiest comedy you'll ever do if you can pull it off well because people will just laugh at you just saying no oh, you've got a red shirt <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. you literally just saying what's in the room and they're all like ah he does have a red shirt do you know who is I've noticed I've only been I haven't been to many stand-ups to be honest um but I went to one and do you know who I reckon is unreal at that and I don't know if you've who? seen him in action is Ben Hurley oh yeah I, I, like half his set he had a beer in his hand he's like so what do you do oh yeah and, and just like talk like and what do you do and just had this dialogue with the audience and made it funny you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was awesome. Unless it was like they were like put in the audience, which I highly doubt. It was so no, authentic, you know? <laughs> I don't think Ben Hurley has the forethought to do that. <laughs> Soz Ben. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Um, so for you then, how, how mm. does one, because there'll, be, there'll, mm. there'll be people listening to this that are on the same journey you've been on, right? Mm. In, in an area where I would argue – especially in New Zealand, small place like New Zealand, it, it, mm. there's the names, right? You know, your, your Paul Egos, your Dyes, your Ben, uh, Hurley, Ursula, um, Carlson. Oh, all, the, all these yeah. are fantastic comedians mm-hmm. who have been there for so long. And then you're trying to get into that. You know, you're trying to crack the circle. And I know like things like Seven Days are doing new rosters a lot and, you know, comedy mm. shows and all this stuff. But how, how, how do you find your way in to such a – Pretty, pretty tricky area to get into, you know, pretty slim. Yeah. Um, honestly, like, I'll be real with you. Please I, do. The plan, wasn't, the, the plan wasn't to be a comedian. Um, I actually have a, a an acting degree, mm. a very prestigious acting degree from Toy Fakati in Wellington. Oh, Toy Fakati, uh, huge fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I guess the dream for me ultimately and the very end goal at this, at this stage in my life is that I can be able to act – uh and and by that i mean comedy kind of acting you know like the kind of madeline salami jackie van beek you know that kind of um that kind of thing um and i think the comedy is like a byproduct of just trying to get to that end goal because the problem with acting is that you do a lot of waiting around um and auditioning and you sit around and you just wait for someone to pick your career for you yeah uh so comedy is the sort of side hustle that i have control over which means that i can know Mm. that i can get in front of audiences and i can put on my own work and i can you know do something that kind of gives me a bit of onus over something Mm. uh because it is a lot easier to put on a comedy show in the comedy festival every year than it is to sort of get funding to make your own television show or yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I, it's, I'm it's really, it's movie. interesting you say that yeah. because like, I know, I know you've been on Shorty Street, right? Yeah. Um, and I know like that is a, like a good foot in the door for, for other things as we've seen many mm. um, New Zealand well-known actors, you know, have that as a springboard. Yeah. Um, but I, I was speaking to an actor once <laughs> Once, once upon a time uh, on this podcast, <laughs> and he said, um, which is I, I don't know, I, I want to see what how this resonates with you. But he said something. He, he doesn't do stand up comedy, mm. or, or comedy, or, or shows, or, or, or side hustles like that. Um, mm. But he wishes he did because when you act, you also not don't necessarily have the final control over the product that you've done right you you act yeah. you give your best in a scene and then the director or the editing team will, will, will do things differently you know and, and like oh well, mm-hmm. that's not how i 
wanted to come across in that scene. That this is what I mm. thought. What this is how I interpreted the script here, or what have you. Whereas when you're yeah. doing your own your own gigs and your own thing, you have that full autonomy, right? Totally, totally. I mean, obviously there are there are small little things around it, around like pitching the right show to the comedy festival and all that sort of stuff. Mm, but yeah, mm. yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, you've got you've got control over it, and you've got sort of it's the best way for you to put on your own kind of like art shall we say <laughs> the inverted commas um <laughs> but um yeah so i mean the way to the way that i got into it, i don't know about other people but it was just literally by just doing my own stuff a lot a lot a lot a lot until people saw me do that and then went hey do you want to do this small tv gig do you want to do you want to write on this little thing uh and then that is just like working your way up but I, truly it wasn't like i didn't i didn't know anyone like in the you know i didn't have any friends in high places shall we say i was just yeah. doing shows and then i think the first one was funny girls um mm. which is a, a, a tv sketch show in new zealand oh god about six years ago seven yeah, years yeah, ago now yeah. um but that was just they they needed more female writers and um they'd seen me do improv and my own kind of little comedy shows and that's kind of yeah how I got into that. And, and can I just say, just for for, for um, kudos and for people listening that might not even understand the weight of it, but improv is like, like I feel, I mean, probably <laughs> I don't, I don't maybe have the opinion that like that. I don't have the uh, educated opinion on it, but it is so, such an art. Like I, when I watch Whose Line Is It Anyway, did you ever watch mm. that show? Oh, just biggest fan. Yeah. Oh, right. I've been trying so yeah. hard to get one of those cats on the show, eh? But they're so oh. hard to reach. But yeah, like it, it is unreal. Improv is unreal. And I've had my own dr- drama background where I did improv mm. and it is so hard. Oh, did to you? Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. How did you do? Where did you do it? Um, mainly high school and then out of high oh, yeah. school when I was through uni, we had to do these art papers and uh <laughs> Wow. Gosh, this is a throwy. But we, we had to <laughs> we had to do improv for assignment. Um, which was crazy fun, eh? and um, <laughs> I bet that was a good way of seeing some really bad people do improv. <laughs> oh yeah, it was. It was. I always thought I was okay at it, but I what I always stuffed up was when when I lost my place in the skit, I, I was yeah. gone. I was a goner. Like I was like, if I cra- yeah. broke character, I couldn't get back in. I, I just I was I was I was on the floor. <laughs> but um, so like it is such a such a amazing skill improv is such an amazing skill you know yeah it's it's often looked down on i think for being extremely nerdy which it is um but at the at the same time it, it truly is the base of so many art forms that everyone loves and also i think a lot of people give it a, a bit of a rap for being like you know nerdy improv improvisation guys but actually like if you look at like some of the best comedians in the world like we're talking like like steve corral and like like tina fey amy poehler like um, uh, what's her name? Catherine O'Hara from like Shit's Creek, like mm. all of those guys, like came oh, up like through Creek. all. Yeah. yeah, they all came through improv, all of them. And they use um, it a lot in their shows. Like I, I love The Office. Not a lot of people's cup mm. of tea, but I love it. Mm. Um, and almost not almost half. It's all it is all scripted, but there's so much improv that happens. And yeah. um, and and you just it, like the amount of times you'd be scrolling on social media, right? And it'll say, "This did you know this scene was improv?" 
And like, yeah, that's like yeah, one of the yeah. best scenes in this movie, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I think it's a it's a, a incredible skill that I feel like all actors, comedians, performers should all learn at some point or practice because it's, yeah, it's helpful for everything and for life. You know, teaching, as we say, you do improv every day. <laughs> every day, yeah, it's true. We do it every day in the, in the flat. Like... I don't know what your living sitch is, but like flatting when you live with flatmates, it is honestly the improv happens every five every five <laughs> minutes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like we just pull these like, hey man, um our landlord's actually coming around for a flat inspection tomorrow. Mm. Let's like let like let's oh this is not but like let's pretend let's get let's get Pia and like let's <laughs> yeah it. yeah yeah and like okay, okay let's just run off each other improv off each other and, and like it's so dumb but it's so fun as well you know. You need some big brother cameras in there. Legit, <laughs> legit. <yeah. laughs> um, hey, what's um? Okay, this is a, a might be a hard question to answer, but I'm mm. just thinking. You know, when you say that you want to mm. be in act in acting in 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 that in that space, yeah, and you are doing really well in the comedic space as well. Mm. I bet there's a part of you that like, man, I just wish I was here already or I wish I was, I wish I was, you know, in this space already or, or I, this is not quite where I wanted to be at this point, mm. Matt, you know, like I could be wrong and misreading, you know, um, and, nah. and a big part of that is rejection too, right? Or or just things not panning out as it should. Like how, how are you navigating that? Man, it's so interesting that you should say that because I, me and my friends constantly have to remind ourselves of this. And and I have a, a dear friend called Chris Parker who consistently reminds me of this. But I think, mm. God, we all compare each other. We all compare ourselves to each other all the time. We compare. Like we're never. We're never really good at. I don't. Well, sorry. I, I say we as in like everyone. But yeah. I think the majority of people aren't really happy sitting in the present they're very much looking forward to the next you know what's next what's next what's next and yeah. so i think especially with a career where you're self-employed and the jobs are not all year round they are like next thing next thing next thing you are always looking forward to the next thing and you're never really enjoying the actual thing that you're in um mm. like you're always going like oh what's the next job gonna do would be what's the next job gonna be like, and then you forget that you're actually on seven days like at that moment yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you kind of like yeah it, it's it's super hard because even even now like if i was to go back even two years one year and well not one year i was doing seven days then but maybe two years ago and say look you get to be on seven days you'd be like oh my god that's amazing like whoa or like have you been paying attention all that sort of stuff mm. but then a little part of me nowadays is like, I've reached that goal. And so I'm like, okay, what next now? Oh gosh, I've got to find something to do. I've got to further my career. I've got to get that next big thing. Yeah. It's like a weird, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, strangely addictive, but I think it comes down to weird, weirdly tying us out, our um, self-worth to um, what jobs we do. Or Which is what's... so wrong, right? So wrong. Yeah, I know. Just be happy with what we got. Yeah. <laughs> as long as we can put food on the table hard out um, hard out like yeah. i i have this like thing where i because i'm the oh man i'm the exact same mm. <laughs> like legit i'm like <laughs> in the moment i'm thinking about next week's um we've got a matariki breakfast next week that i'm running right um gosh stressful everyone, just just so you know matariki my birthday oh <laughs> let's go um <laughs> and it's just like all that's all i can think about 
and I'm right mm. now teaching something else. So, and it's the same thing. Like uh, for me, I'm excited. I'm going to the Blues tomorrow night, which is cool. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm I'm excited for that. But I mean, mm. what about right now? What about yeah. the fact that this is my thing? Is and people can take this as they <laughs> as they want. But I can breathe. Mm. I can see, and mm. I can hear. Like, and I'm lucky. People can't. Not all people can say that. And that's. Mm. I'm just so lucky that I have breath. I, I, I'm alive. Mm. I can see clearly. I can hear. You know. Mm. Um. Sometimes we forget that stuff. Oh, absolutely. And I think, like, you look at all the people around you, and you you only kind of look at the people that you. I don't know. Like, I I look at the people who have what I want and want, or are doing better than me, quote unquote. Like, it's like I look at them and I'm like, oh, I've got to be doing what they're doing, forgetting that there are also so many people underneath me who are looking at what I'm doing and going like, oh my god, if only. Yeah. It's the same thing with just like your abilities and stuff as well, right? Like, I mean, you go to the gym and you go like, oh, if only I could lift this much or I could run this fast, and then there's like someone behind you being like, wow, that person's my goals. It's like, why don't we compare ourselves to others all the time? We're just so um, unhappy with kind of where we're at. It's the, well, they say comparison thieves your joy, right? Mm. Like it, it does. Like when you compare yourself, like I same same trap with podcasting. I look at mm. um, who's an example of like a realistic example. Um, there's a like New Zealand podcast, and I go, oh yeah. wow, like. They, they they got they got that person on like that, mm. that's so cool I'd love to chat with an all black or something you know mm. um, and then it's like oh hang on like I, I'm getting <laughs> to chat with such awesome people on this thing yeah. and people yeah. you know people do people, my friends go man you got to talk to Brinley like that's gangster I, I watched her on seven dates how was that <laughs> yeah. and I, and for me it's like oh yeah true you know yeah, like yeah, wow yeah. like I actually am having these awesome conversations with people but you do right you mm. do in any any job any avenue of life you get so caught up in what you don't have you do miss out on what you do have in front of you eh? totally totally um but yeah I mean I think it's very much heightened by those people who work in jobs where you have to consistently change your job all the time you know because mm, <laughs> yeah. there's not there's no guarantee because unfortunately money then comes into it which heightens that thing because <laughs> it's not only like oh i want this goal because i want to be the host of whatever it's mm. like i need to hit this goal because i need to pay my rent <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that is that is the one element and then especially in your scenario it's like yeah if i'm not out there doing well i'm not getting paid um yeah you know? exactly and it means that you're harsher on yourself if you do a bad one. Like I did a really, well, I mean, in my mind, a bad seven days the other day. And um, it, it was that thing where I came home and I felt like so depressed and not not just because I did what I thought were bad jokes on television, but more so that I was like, oh my gosh, now the producers are going to be like, we have no faith in that girl. Let's mm. not ask her back. Mm. And then not getting asked back means no work and no work means no money and blah, 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 blah. But it's an endless cycle. So what? What? How, how? How? How do you be still then? How do you be still and actually, like we talk about, we do it. But mm. I'm not. I'm not necessarily asking, what do you? How do you not do it? I'm kind of asking how. How? What? What grounds you? What does ground you? Obviously, thinking about what you have in front of you grounds you. But even like practically, mm. do you like? I don't know. Meditate? Do you read a book? Do you like? I don't know, put a Spotify playlist of rain falling on. I <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I have been very lucky this year for the very, very first time in my life, really, I've managed to be able to afford therapy, which has been 
chef's kiss mm. very very important um but that's good because it's nice to have like a fortnightly check-in where i go like ah, oh, i'm a piece of shit oh, <laughs> going for me and then someone who's totally removed not a friend not a family member or anything just being like you're good yeah you're yeah. okay, you okay? <laughs> yes yeah. um but then yeah also walk walks i just go for a lot of walks I um, got into that after I had a breakup last year. Like I was with my partner for eight years and I had a breakup oh. and I was definitely the thing that got me through. Like I just would just leave the house and put on like Joni Mitchell or something and just wander the streets <laughs> like a main main character energy. You know, yeah, the yeah. That's one of the things from the breakup that has stuck around. So I'm very grateful for that. I love I love a walk and yeah. I live near um, Wairaka, which is the Mount Albert Mountain, and um, it's yeah, it's real cool. Just mm. a few minutes up, and you got this beautiful view. And yeah, what about yourself? Me, I, I'm the same. Yeah. Like I, it's harder now living in Auckland because I, I, growing up in Whangamata, I was like, yo, I'm, just, I'm going to go for a surf, or mm. yeah, I'm going to go and yeah, just look at nature and not roadworks, you know. But I think the big thing for me was, well, is I should say is the big one my phone disconnecting a eh? disconnecting from social mm. media I, i've got like one of those actually no i don't on this new phone <laughs> i've just had a brainwave um i used to have the, this <laughs> this thing where it would it lock me out of social media after an hour a day you know it's like a wow it's a thing you can do on your phone yeah you can set it That's up on an iphone genius so good put it on do not disturb you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So disconnecting from from technology is a big one for me. Mm. Yeah, read or mm. just or chill, um, play the guitar. Um, I'm learning. I'm kapahaka. I'm, I do the kapahaka at school, and I'm trying so hard to learn it. And the 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 strums very hard. But you know, just playing the gat, things like that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. God, we're, we're, we're terrible, aren't we? As creatures, we're and it is so addictive. And I noticed it when I um. Because I tried to do, um, what's the word, sleep uh, sleep hygiene, where you don't have any screens for like 45 minutes or an hour before bed. And I was doing it for like a couple of months. It was oh, all yeah. going well. I was doing like the meditating, the reading, the whatever. Yeah. And then I had a couple of days where I needed my phone or whatever. And then I just got back into it. And now it's like every night before bed, it's like 10 inches from my face. Just <laughs> bah. Oh, I'm so with you on that. I'm literally, I'm like, first thing when I wake up in the morning, it's like, mm-hmm. scroll. <laughs> but it's yeah, such a yeah. bad habit, eh? It's such a bad habit. Like, how how, how do you find that being from a um, celebrity, like you are, um, from a celebrity point of view, having a bit more of a following um, mm. and that whatever that interaction looks like with a fan base or just social media in general, how, have you found that's different to say when you were, not known yeah i think so especially the social media thing not so much in person yeah. i feel like i'm very very um lucky in that i am quite this is going to sound really weird but i'm quite a generic looking person in terms of like i'm an average height right okay. and yeah. I, if i go out into the world people aren't like oh it's that girl whereas like you know my friend chris parker he's like so tall he's got a distinct voice he's got a distinct look so if i go anywhere with him they're like it's that guy from the tv whereas <laughs> yeah. i can kind of just i can just wander around in the real world and people just give me give me nothing which is i love yeah um but on social media it's kind of different because you've got your followers and it's so weird because occasionally you will just post like sometimes i'll post a picture of my nephew or whatever just for my friends and then i'm like oh i forget that like 
there's like 16, 17,000 people who can look at that. Yeah. Um, and you only notice it really when you hit a, a like a, a chord with people that they want to interact with you with. Like the nephew thing is fine, but like I remember me and Chris were looking for a spice rack and we posted on our Instagrams like, hey, we're looking for a spice rack. And I don't know, something about that made people interested and want to engage. And all <laughs> of a sudden the DMs are like, full of like recommendations for spice racks places you should go what they did photos of their spice racks it was, it was amazing incredible yeah. but also so full-on because you don't have time to respond to everyone yeah. and then occasionally you might get someone being like they'll send you a message being like thank you for this or i enjoyed you on this and then you don't have time to respond and then they get angry at you like you get a follow-up one being like I said hi to you and you yeah. didn't respond and boy and you're like oh man I don't I don't it's, what that's a salty fella not my, it's actually not my job like mm. that's, <laughs> that's why people have PAs yeah well that's funny it's funny you say that because that's why if I'm ever reaching out to someone and they've put an email mm. somewhere mm. I'm like yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> because yes. like you're not just gonna random I mean unless actually no, I won't say that I don't want to be unfair to people but you're not just gonna randomly send an email to someone <clears throat> off the cuff. No, without no. purpose, right? You know? Yeah. <clears throat> so like, I mean, you might, you might get emails that say, Hey, I really think the spice rack from Kmart is amazing. You should check <laughs> yeah, it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, hey, if no, you are one of those people, it's all good. Um, can I ask you about seven days though? I just want to ask you. Cool. Yeah. Go for it. And I don't know, cause you might be, you might unveil, un- unveil, unravel a secret <laughs> that you're sworn to secrecy on. <laughs> I know, obviously, your jokes Love are oath. planned, right? Yeah. But the, there must be off-the-cuff stuff happening all the time on that show. Because I'm sitting there, when I was in the audience, it was un- like, unlike TV. It was like, you guys like, boom, 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 boom. And I asked, mm. I, I, I didn't ask Di this, and I should have when I was speaking with him, because obviously he's a vet. But you guys are just back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, there's no way you memorized things. Oh, no. No, not at all. I mean, they give you they give you on seven days, like, I mean, and I don't know how much of this I am allowed to say or not, but oh well. Um, they give you like vague idea of what they're going to talk about. And yeah. you, do go, you do go away and you go like, okay, what's a few like topics that I can talk about or a few jokes? But then often what happens is you do just like, that's just a guide. Yeah. And it's there for you if you have a like safety net, you know, like if it's like deathly silent, which it never is because comedians love to talk. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And also, it, again, it's that improv thing where someone will say something and you'll be like, ah, that reminds me of a joke that is like this. But then that's not on your paper. There's nah. nothing that you've written. So I think that's why the show works is because it's, I would say, 20% prepped and then the rest is just like comedians yarning <laughs> yeah legit and i almost mm. like i almost feel like because i obviously when you go to it i was i've got to watch what they put to air because you're there for like three mm. hours or something and oh it's, only, gosh, it's only like yeah. a 20 minute no no it's an hour <laughs> show it's an hour show now isn't no. it but like they cut out a lot yeah and like heaps of good like they keep good bits obviously but there's so many jokes mm. i'm like where was the where was it when brendan was talking about this because that was so yeah. funny you know um yeah but uh yeah it, it is it is, and even like you know when to speak. I noticed that you you guys knew when you spoke. There wasn't much over like interrupting each other, or like or you mm. go. It was like boom, someone knew, someone knew, someone like everyone just knew when to speak. Like it was like this unknown code of when to jump in. Yeah, it's like an it is a real art because on my first ever seven days, I didn't speak much at all because I didn't know how to cut in. Mm. Like I didn't know, I just didn't know how to 
get in there you know and like if you're this new comedian and you're sitting next to Paul Ego and you're next to like you know Josh Thompson on the other side and you're like they're so funny I'll just let you say your jokes because you're so good and I'll just wait for my turn Mm. that will never happen because Mm. those guys love to talk (laughs) so like you just you have to it's like weird the more you do it the more that you learn when is the moment where you go but and I pick that up here and I drop that there and yeah yeah Nah, it's it's a it's an art. It's an absolute art form. Art. You know, mm. I think when we're talking right at the start about the type of humor I love, the mm. Paul Ego, classic. I was uh-huh. at. I don't know if you were at this one. Were, uh, were you at the? Was it the one? Because I've been twice in my mm-hmm. in my time, and he was talking. Did you have uh, Simon? Oh, what was his name? An MP from Devonport. Were you there on that one? Oh, maybe Simon oh, Watts. God, and then Paul Ego just goes. So, mate, on Lake Road. What are we going to do about the traffic on Lake Road? Oh, mate, yeah. mate, there's this fountain on, in Devonport, this fountain. And I'm just wondering if you're going to restore that. And I, I was pissing myself laughing. I think I was there that one, actually. I think you were. You guys came out yeah. to um, um, Let the Speakers Go to War. What's that song? You know? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know the one. Savage. But um, <laughs> it was just so funny. And I'm like, this, not, this guy's not even like, he's just talking to this MP, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but, yeah. Um, oh, nah, he's... So good. I just recently have been watching, we did a stand-up special on the television and he did, He does a bit on that and it's very, very good. Oh, absolute, absolute champions. Was it, when you first got into that, were, you, were any of them you mm. were a bit, not starstruck, because I feel like Kiwis, we do get starstruck, but not really, you know, you kind of like bro mm. up with people or like yeah. you mate up, you know, um, but out of those guys, were there any that you were quite like, ooh, Okay, I'm with, um, I'm, with, uh, I'm I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to out funny this guy tonight, you know. Oh gosh, I would never I would never want to out funny any of them. But um, the person I was probably the most like stoked to meet or like spend more time with is Justine Smith. She's a, um, oh, yeah. she's a comedian, you know, with the red hair. Yeah, like, she's I, fantastic. I, she's just like my idol. She's so freaking funny that that woman and um I, I, something about i don't know i mean die and stuff was obviously like oh whoa it's like the the main like front runners of the mm. show like they're the ones who are like the front facing people who represent that show but i just think justine smith is so funny and i haven't spent a lot of time with her so i did get a bit like not starstruck but like i'd be like oh, you're saying stupid shit in front of justine smith <laughs> so funny yeah yeah, no, it's funny. And sometimes you do. You come away and you just you think about what you said, and you, you just have to flush it out. Otherwise, you just you just nightmares about it. Oh God, I know, I um, know. Because I know you did this, and I did. I speak. I'm, I I spoke with not long ago. I recorded with Matt Chisholm. <gasps> Gorgeous Matt Chisholm. I He's love him, mate. Honestly, he is the latter. Chizzy. He's such a bloke. Chizzy. <laughs> and um, I know you did. You did Celebrity Treasure Island, didn't you? I did, yes. Oh, and and tell me, tell me about that experience for you, because I know we're totally out of the comedic acting realm now, and you're on an mm. island <laughs> doing your yep. thing. Um, yeah. How did you find that experience? Oh man, it was full on. It was uh, probably, I would say, I mean, it's hard to not use cliche language, but the hardest but most rewarding job I've ever done. Mm. Um, Because it is, it's exactly how you see it. It's like you get taken away, you get your phone taken off you for however long you're on the island, you only get rice and beans to eat and you only get a cup of each a day dry rice dry beans unless you win challenges and you get food but i can't i can't stress to you how like effed up you get based on the fact that you just have no sleep and you have no nutrients 
Yeah. It's not so much the feeling hungry part of it because that's awful, but it's more so that you are like you're like I'm kind of full from that white rice I just ate, but also my brain is like boo because yeah. I just haven't had anything other than carbs for like <laughs> this many days. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So it was it was amazing. It was like the, yeah, so hard. I couldn't I, every day I was there. I just thought to myself, I couldn't believe I could do this, and I'm doing it. And like every day that I'm here, I'm like, it's a miracle. Because <laughs> where, where were you? Where were you able to film that? We so the first season was in Fiji. They couldn't go to Fiji because of the lockdown. So we were up north um, in New Zealand. So it wasn't an island. It was like a coastline. Mm. Um, but we were. It was like just outside of Kaitaia in this place called Whale Bay. Yeah. Um, and it's beautiful up there, but it is not like warm like Fiji is. So well, that's <laughs> like, what I mean. Like you watch the shows. Like I'm, I'm a big Survivor fan. Love the show. And oh I, yeah. I you know I'd love to actually. No, I don't know if I'd love to do it. I don't know. But just because I've got, I've, I've the people I've spoken to, they've played it. It's, it messes them up physically, yeah. but um, and mentally mm. as well. But um, mm. yeah, like it's not like at night it's like twenty two degrees. It's like fifteen <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah, or cold, yeah. right? Um, yeah, yeah. But you must have yeah. filmed in the middle of summer though, surely. Yeah, yeah, we were filming in summer in Feb. So yeah, we were we were all good in terms of that. I think the only hard ones were the rainy days because the rainy days were like, or sorry, rainy nights I should say, um, because there are no walls on your tent. It's like you're just sleeping in the rain. Like yeah. the rain is like you've got a little shelter on the top, but yeah. um, it le- leaks in the rain if it wind and stuff. And I just remember one night just sitting there and just rain on all over my face and all over my sleeping bag, and just crying because i was like there's nothing there's literally nothing i can do there's nothing i can do you're lying in a wet soggy sleeping bag feeling miserable for yourself being like i can't talk to anyone (laughs) that's just not a good time did you um because i i don't have the most amazing of recollections um Mm. but did you have any really just like really high moments like winning like winning challenges or like a specific one in in general or a food item that you got like oh my goodness I can eat KFC I don't know (laughs) yeah um well I think I was uh, weirdly I kind of came in and I thought to myself oh I'm not really well known here I'm not really like the biggest celebrity a lot of people didn't really know who I was, um, which I thought was good. Like I really mm. thought I was going to slip under the radar um, for at least the first week or so, you know, I just thought, ah, oh, this will be easy. I'll just, just not make, draw attention to myself. But then on the first night I got put up for elimination. Um, and I think it's cause I did a puzzle really quickly. So they were like, she's a target. Uh, and I won that one, which was amazing. Like, yeah. so I was so proud because I could have gone home first and that could have been my whole journey done but i uh i beat a tall black and i also beat art green i sent art green home um, hey who was the tall black <laughs> uh casey frank oh yeah casey yeah he's american eh? american kiwi yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and he's you sent art green guy. home oh how good yeah Later, Bob. yeah yeah I, lo- I mean i love art but that was like i mean he was like the biggest threat of the game at that point so those were my two highlights mm. um, oh, and, and you know i i don't know him well well but i i've done a, a thing with art before and yeah like he just he just had his laptop on his lap in his sauna and was just such a glad <laughs> such a cool guy I was like, hey bro yeah. what's up man yeah. how are you bro you know yeah 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 um, he's all oh god i love him um, um what did yeah. that what did that experience teach you or like what did you learn about yourself in that like obviously when you're lying in the rain 
And I, I'm, I, I hate, like, I hate being wet. Like, I mean, I know, okay, that's a lie. That's That sounds weird. Like, I obviously go swimming and stuff. But, like, mm. when it's raining and you get drenched when you're not technically meant to get wet, that I hate it. Um, yeah. So that would have broken me. But, yeah, what did you learn about yourself through through that, you know? Mm. Not just that specific moment, but just the whole show in general. Yeah. I think it was, I mean, the whole narrative is really about, like, like the word strength, I guess, in terms of, uh thinking that you're not good at something and then realizing that actually like just the just the ability to keep going is like what makes a strong person um and i think i liken it to real life a lot but it's that kind of metaphor of a lot of people going i don't know how you did that i don't know Mm. how you got through treasure island i don't know how you got this job i don't know how you like dealt with this death in your family i don't know how you did this and all of it comes down to like i just i just had to yeah yeah yeah, you I just had to yeah. and I did it. Um, and which sounds like a little bit like of, I don't know, it doesn't sound like a very inspirational message, but I think it, it is in a way because it's like, you just got to be like, you, you know that if the worst happens to you, you will survive it because we're made to kind of like get through mm. those moments and they make us cooler mm. in the long run. 100%. And mm. I must have felt good, let's be honest, not having this, your phone. Oh yeah. Like just being disconnected, not knowing what's going on. Yeah. Not worrying about the news hub updates every five minutes. Yeah. It took me two days to detox in the sense of like I would look for the time or I would reach like my hand wow. just would reach for a phantom phone. It would Whoa. be like I'd go I'd go like, Oh, I should look oh or like if I was bored, it's like it's such a weird habit. Like wow. I, I challenge all the listeners to put your phone in a cupboard for like a couple of hours and your hand will, your hand will instinctually grab for it. Or like your pockets, the same. You touch your pockets yeah. going like, oh, where's my phone? Uh, but wow, once it was gone, yeah. it was amazing. Oh, I, love I loved it. it. I, love I loved it. it. We should do like a, um, yeah, there should be like a, like a, I know there's like different charities, different events, different fundraisers, mm. but like a, some sort of social media phone detox event yeah. be so good for, yeah. for everyone's mental health. Eh? Like New Zealand, there is no internet for two days on this date every year. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that would stuff a lot of people out, but if you're oh, ready for it. Teenagers would not deal with it. <laughs> oh, right. Like when we were at primary, oh, not even just primary school, when we were at intermediate mm. or high school, mm-hmm. as you would agree and know, mm. Well, I mean, I don't know what you did. Oh, yes, you did. You told me you're doing um, theater sports and stuff for fun, mm-hmm. right? Lunchtimes, mm-hmm. I was playing sport, or like we were like sitting around talking and like and like playing games and stuff. My mm-hmm. mate, who's a high school teacher, he when they go on like lunchtime duty, you know how teachers go on duty and they walk around with their cup of tea and their vest on to make sure no, no dramas. Yeah. Um, he said there's nothing to do because everyone's sitting down on their phone. Oh, everyone, sick. you know. Yeah, and I'm was... like, whoa! Like, if we were, if we ever were lucky, we might have had one person had a phone playing Doodle Jump. You remember that game? Mm-hmm. And then we used to all go around yeah. like, oh, he's played. There. All right, let's go play yes. some sports. We're bored now, you know. But I mean, I was the generation above that, so it was like Snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <true>. Nokia. <laughs> yeah. That was my first phone, yeah. actually. One of those. Bl- it was a blue Nokia with that like faded green screen. The brick. Yeah. The brick. <laughs> oh, how yeah. times have changed, yeah. eh? I know. Um, well, I hope, I mean, I assume I'm not a parent or I don't, you know, I have many kids in my life, but I, mm. I assume parents nowadays must go on little social media breaks with their kids. Like they must sometimes just book places that are out of reception for the very purpose of that. Right. To be like kids unplug, hang yeah. out with us. Oh, okay, Someone's listening to this right now going, great idea. 
Babe, <laughs> babe, we're going to the Kaitaia. We're going up to, we're going to Whale yeah, Bay. Yeah, because then you're, you're not blaming it. Like, you can't be blamed. It's like, it's the fault of the fact that there's no roaming data, you know? Yeah. Oh, sorry, kids. I wish, I wish, but. It's crazy, no, eh? Because no I even, I looked at my phone the other day. And I was looking, I was actually on your side of the bridge and I looked at my phone and it said 5G. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, normally it's like 4G or 3G. And I'm like, 5G? Like, oh, do you remember the days when, like, you'd play, get a YouTube video ready in the morning hmm. and when you came home from school or wherever, <laughs> it had buffered in time for you to watch it, you know? like. <laughs> yes, and I now it's like that. I'm trying to refresh my phone now and I'm getting angry because it's not happening in a second, you know? It's just, gosh, we, we have changed, eh? It's kind of depressing. Mm. Um, um, what, one of my th- I'm going overseas later this year for um, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, but I'm going to about – Oh, cool. I think eight eight different countries while I'm over there. And it's so annoying because every single one I have to research, like, what SIM card do I need? What data do I need? Yeah, yeah. Because, like, the worst thing ever would just to be, get to, like, a foreign country and realize that you don't have any connection to anything. Mm. Like, I went to Japan. I went on a solo trip to Japan a couple of years ago. And oh, I right. had to print – I printed out with me – a piece of paper that had on it the different like Japanese characters um, for like help I've lost my phone or help my phone is out of battery because I just I would go on like little adventures out of Tokyo and like on those ones I was like what if I what if my phone broke what if my phone I just dropped it and I can't like speak fluent Japanese so like oh, wow. I don't know it's such be- a good idea it's actually crazy you say that because me and my flatmate are gonna go to Japan it's the yeah. best. We've, we've been My tossing out. We've been trying to go like, do we go to Canada? Do we go to the island? Because we've both been saving money for a trip. Mm. Do we go to like mm. a European country? And no. we've both landed on Japan. Go to Japan. It's my one of my favorite places to go wow. in the whole world. Quick, quick give me it. the inside scoop. Sorry, everyone listening. Or, or hey, let's try and convince as many people as we can to go. What are we, yeah. What's the go? What what like? What's your tips? Tips. Well, the I'm, gonna, I'm gonna actually it, gonna write these down as you talk. By the way, this is just a little <laughs> side note. But tell us about Japan. Uh, well, the thing I love about Japan um, from New Zealand is that it's only it's like a direct flight, so you don't have to do like long term travel. Mm, mm. It's only like ten hours or something. You don't really get bad jet lag because of the time difference is pretty close to ours. But then you get a whole other culture, like completely other culture. Like it's not like if you go to Fiji or Australia or yeah. anywhere like kind of close. It's like it's like totally different. The Japanese people are some of the most lovely people in the world. They're super polite. Most of them can speak English, even though like they don't want to speak it to you because they don't want to like let themselves down. Like you'll be like, you'll be like, you know, like yeah. do you speak English? And then they're like, oh, a little bit. And then they speak like fluent English. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Classic. But also, I don't know. It's just like, it's, it's like a the city of the like it's like a you know it's not city um country of the future in a way like it's got so much cool stuff and it's got like the little towns are so beautiful so much nature anyway i could go on about it forever Well, because that was one thing because i've landed on it like i have been convinced don't worry you don't need to convince me because i have been convinced but that was my (laughs) argument when i was talking to my flatmate about it i was like what are we gonna do there bro like he's like bro we'll go walk and see the cherry blossoms or something and i was like well yeah but what else are we gonna do he, he did give me a few things but yeah I, that was for me i was like well it's kind of a city and a, we're a city but yeah now i know i'm very wrong in that <laughs> brad i'll send you my list of things to do yeah There's well please so much honestly do. do it because we're going we're thinking um this well i don't know december's winter mm. there eh yeah yeah so maybe not winter um when did you it's go? so cool. Like, yeah, uh, part, time went, of the year. I think I, I think I went, like, uh, autumn, I think. 
But I've been twice, so I think I went some of the first time. But anyway, I mean, sick, like, sick. <laughs> Japan. All right, guys. Podcast will be off the air for six months because we're going to get lost in Japan. <laughs> start a travel. We're going to start a travel podcast together yeah, where yeah. I just rave about Japan yeah. um, for hours and hours. Yeah, hard. <laughs> hey, um, the way we land the podcast, Brindley, is we mm. land on a segment called. Um, actually, there's not a name. I just, there a segment? I was like, there are segments to this podcast? Well, yeah, no, that's right. I did tell you there wasn't. Hey, well, that, that was kind of a lie then. There's one. The, the only okay. thing we plan is, as people can tell, and as you've noticed, we've gone everywhere, but is yep. it's, okay, I don't have a cool name. We call it the Fast Four. Lame, eh? Love it. But um, four questions from people that listen, um, or I'll say to my my circle, this is who's hopping on, what shall I ask? Um, and yep. they're four random questions. Totally, potentially totally unrelated to mm. what we've talked about. Actually, they're very unrelated to what we've talked about. Um, Even better. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wait, what? Um, You're like, I'm what just, are your top four tips for Japan? <laughs> if that was, that would have been some freaky stuff. Eh? Freaky, freaky. Um, so yeah, let's see what we got. Um, hold on, let me get my notes open. Um, do I have to? Do I have to answer them fast, or is no, it just no. the fast? Yeah, well, okay. see, dumb, eh? Because it's not fast. It's like the slow and articulated answer. For, so. Anyway. Yeah, true. You got five seconds. Go. Because that actually, just going back for one second to seven days, that segment where you had to name something in 10 seconds oh, or whatever, stress. My favorite game. I Is love that? it. Oh, that looks Yeah, so because I love, I, love, I love failing. You know, it's yeah, funny like, to fail. So it's like, water, uh, it's fun uh, to fail. Water bottle. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um. <laughs> So the first one we got here is go-to snack. What is your go-to? And why? Like, why is it your go-to snack? Peanut butter on a spoon. Um, and it is because um, I, a, a few years ago, I qu- tried to quit sugar. Um, and I replaced it. I, when you quit something, you always replace it with something else. And I replaced it with peanut butter at the time because I was like, peanut butter is, I love it. It's yum, but it's also like healthy fats and like, it's, it's good for you. I tell you what, it's not good for you in large quantities. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, but yeah, it's always in my pantry. There are lots of different flavors. I just love, you know, go go with anything. Who do we go with? What brand do we go with? Oh, okay. Um, I'm a fix and fog girl because ah, okay. they, yeah, that's acceptable. Yeah, yeah. They've got, I like them because they've got a, a wide range of yummy different flavors. And if you're eating it off the spoon, you get a bit bored with the old, just crunchy over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I'm yeah. a, I'm a, you could probably guess I'm a picks guy. Yeah, um, I thought you'd be a picks guy. Yeah, I, can pick, wanna... I can, I can, I can pick a pick out of the crowd. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's true. It is true. But Hey, I, I, I was for a second when you slowed down to answer, I thought you were about to say you were like a sanitarium and I was just oh. about to disown you. Hey, no offense to our sponsors, sanitarium for rooms. Sponsor. <laughs> no. Imagine that. Eh? If you were sponsored by sanitarium, I would be like worried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Oh, just on that, because I love peanut butter too. Um, mm. And satay chicken. I've got this recipe oh. where I use satay and, and I use perks smooth, but bam. One two combo, Yum. but um, wait. My new snack is it's not new; it's a couple of years old. But it's um, peanut butter and banana on toast. Oh, oh, Are you with me? Yum! Yeah. I'm absolutely with you. Yeah. I I'm I'm partially inclined. I mean, I love a sweet and salty kind of vibe. So I've, in my um, iso- isolation COVID lockdown, I've been eating peanut butter covered dates. 
Ooh. So sweet yeah, that's so good. and savory. Well, yeah. hey, um, that's a free one from us at the uh, on the podcast is the um, yeah peanut butter and and whatever else. Um, cool. Hmm. Well, that's a good answer. Um, that was that was man. We could just end the interview there. Um, <laughs> if I could put you, what does it say? Hold on. My eyes don't work. Um, okay. <laughs> if you could be the lead in any TV show, what would it be and why? So you like replace whoever's the lead now, or you could be the uh, the new character that gets introduced and you're now the lead with them. I don't know. That not, is a fantastic work. question mm. and extremely hard to answer because there are so many good TV shows. Okay. How about I give, you, go... I give you, th- how about we give you three, like you can choose three, like, or two, two or three if you can't narrow it down. Yeah, okay. Number one, Fleabag. I okay. want to replace Phoebe Waller-Bridge <laughs> as Fleabag. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. Very awesome. good. Awesome, awesome. British, British television show. Only two seasons. Okay, mm. number two, um, I'm going to go with Succession. I'd oh, love yeah. to play. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to play, um, actually, controversially, not Shiv, who's like the main female character. I'd love to play one of the boys in it. I'd love to play, like... Tom or cousin Greg in succession. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Change nice. it to a female. Yeah. <laughs> what, like, hey, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't have to be TV. Such, it could such, be a film. Such a crazy. No, nah, it can be a film. Mm. Such a crazy thought. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where would I go with this one? Where will I go with this one? Let's go with like something fantasy after that. I mean, something like, um, like bloody, let's go Lord of the Rings. I'll be a hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> just rocking on up. Yeah. Or like Gollum, I play a Gollum. Or uh, you know, like I, I love. Get I play out! Like, you, I play, get I play, out! I play, I play. Didn't you just say you were a uh, what was the word? A generic looking person. You would not pass for Gollum. I'm sorry, because he is a weird ass looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> I could do mocap. <laughs> mocap. <laughs> motion capture. Which oh, is motion cap. Um, oh, wow, yeah. What a sorry about the slang over here, mocap. <laughs> You should know, as a New Zealander, where we shot Lord of the Rings. Yeah, mocap. Yo. Um, yeah, no, okay, I, that's I play, great. Um, I play, I play Dungeons and Dragons, so I love a bit of fantasy every now and then. Oh wow! Okay, oh no, do I do this? Yes, bone to pick with my Dungeons and Dragons people. Are you like, are you into yeah. it, or are you just kind of like, yeah, whatever? No, I love it. I don't. I, I wouldn't say I'm like hard out. Like, if you would ask me to like. DM a, a thing or like know the rules really well. Oh, I'm no, not no, so no. good with it, but no, I no. but I love to I love to play. Okay, now cool. pick a bone with it. Okay, so <laughs> well, um, actually, it's funny. My mates are coming over later on tonight. Who we we like, like board game crew, you know? Like we're all about oh, it. Like yeah. we're playing a game at the moment called Terraforming Mars, and it's so much fun. Oh, is uh, it a legacy game? No. What does that mean? Oh, there are these games like legacy games where you like only can play them through once, and so like when you, oh, when no, you it's open not. the packets and stuff, you like. Yeah. That's cool. Though. I love that vibe. Mm. Um, he like he this guy Jono's his name. He's all about the Kickstarter games, board games. He's got uh, all yeah. these games. But yeah, anyway, he is Dungeons and Dragons, and he got me to play once, and we played, and. I, like I've always heard about Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. It, like I like I'm big on fantasy. I love it. Lord of the Rings, all mm. that stuff. But I played, and I like that was so annoying. Like we spent three hours trying to kill an orc <laughs> in a forest. Like roll the dice. Oh, he shot you with an arrow. Roll another dice. Oh, you've been healed. Oh, now it was like, dude, yeah. like what's happening? We've been spending three hours in this one part of a forest. 
That is such a good read on Dungeons and Dragons. Absolutely. And I know ones that go for like multiple, multiple hours. And then I also know people who play multiple games a week. So they're playing, they're clocking up probably the similar hours to their workplace as they do in Dungeons and Dragons, which is an obsession. I wouldn't say I'm there. So yeah, I agree with you. It can be, it can be long. And, um, it was, I was so tedious. And we, and like, I spent all this time making this cool character and then, Mm. Yeah. Anyway, my I, I would play again. I would play again. Maybe the f- host and facilitator. That's, well. that's the thing. You have to you have to play multiple times for yeah. it to pay off, really. Fair. Because the more you get to know your own character, the better it becomes. Fair. No, nah, no, nah, I'm <laughs> with you. No, nah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. No. Nah, okay. Storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Boom. How many have I asked you? Two. Two. Um. Okay. Good answers. I'll try and I'll try and give straight answers without um going on tangents. No, no, this is <laughs> no, love it, love it. Um, oh, what do you want? Okay, go to song when you need to have a cry. Um, Jody Mitchell, both sides now, obviously, which is the um, it's the iconic for those who don't know. It's the one from Love Actually, where Emma Thompson reads the. You know, in Love Actually, when yeah, Emma Thompson yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, goes into her room and cries after the locket thing? Yeah, yeah, that, it's yeah. That, it's that song. That's my go-to oh, crying wow. song. Um, or nice... Marlon Williams, Nobody Gets What They Want Anymore. It's a beautiful song oh. by um, Marlon Williams is a um, Kiwi Kiwi songwriter, singer, yeah. amazing all-round person. Wow. That is not fair. Kudos. Because we all need it. You know, we all need to put on a, a sad song every now and then, you know? Oh, absolutely. In the car after seven days when I did that bad show, <laughs> put it on. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so, oh, it's, oh, wow. <laughs> What's yours? I'm curious. What's yours? Oh. Oh, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> I don't know it's, if I could share it. It's a crying. It. No, you've got to do it. It's a crying song. It's a guilty pleasure. You're allowed. Because it's such a stupidly not a crying song. Okay. Is it Crazy Frog? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, imagine that. Yeah. Have you ever heard of uh, Tikitane's uh, Always on My Mind? No. No, no, no. I was at school and they played this song. And I. Actually, no, no, no. It's not that song. Are you going to cry that... right now? Yeah, no. I know. People know. It's. Uh... No. Okay. Um. So I went to the the Lion King musical when it was in Auckland. Yeah, amazing. Loved it. And um, there's a song in the Lion King called "He Lives in You." Do you know? Oh, that? it's so good. Yeah. It's un. Oh, it's unsung oh ew, hero. that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just oh. like I, I put it on. I, <laughs> I'm a wreck. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing, isn't it? Oh. I love that song, and it's. I would say like I, all the Lion King one songs from you know the original Lion King get all the get all the glory. That yeah. one is a real goodie, and, and it's not even like put up there as one of the. Like everyone talks about Circle of Life or mm. just can't wait to be king or whatever you know. But mm. he lives in you. Like when I was at the musical and Himunyama, and I actually spoke to I don't know I, you I don't know if you went to the show when it was on here, but I last week interviewed Nala who was oh. Nala on the show. And I asked her, what does that mean? That And she told me it's like something beautiful, like the lion, because she's South African, the lion, mm. oh no, the cheetah with its spots, prey, stalks its prey in the night or something. I was like, oh, whoa. Wow. That's just, that's just even more like. Beautiful. You know, <laughs> elements to it. Yeah. Mm. Um, final question. And I'm going to go up this one. There's like a little bit of like a, a few here, but I will go, we'll go up this one. Um, 
what terrifies you? Oh, oh, wow, that is deep. It okay. is okay. <laughs> you can take take as deep as you want. You can go from spiders to existential life crisis. I don't know where yeah. you want to go with that. Okay, if we're going surface level, um, poultry like um, geese, swans, chickens. Oh, not big, a fan. Not a fan. Big birds, ostriches, <laughs> cassowaries. You know, okay, like okay. The big, anything anything larger than a duck, scary. Hate them. Scary, scary, scary. Wow, interesting. I also hate supernatural things. I, I'm not like a type of person who's necessarily like highly spiritual. Like I don't really believe in ghosts, but something about like those old movies, like The Grudge and The Ring, those really scare me. Oh yeah, no. Um, I'm never watching Paranormal Activity ever again. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> not for me, not yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my flatmate has night terrors like all the time. So it's like, it's so scary because I can hear him sometimes just like sit up in bed and scream. The oh, top of his lungs. I'm like, ah! yeah, that's not fun, eh? What about what about a deep? What about a deep? Yeah, tell me, tell me yeah. one of those ones. Um, if you were willing, probably like I mean, having like a slow disease, like a cancer or something, would be mm. like truly the worst. Um, or like yeah, just like just death, death like a bad a bad death. Like yeah. being separated, like even like a co- some of the COVID deaths, you know, like you're separated from everyone because you've got this, this like, especially those ones at the beginning where people were like separated or isolated in like a room with like a ventilator plugged into them and yeah, yeah dark and deep, but there's awful. I mean, that's, that's what terrifies me the most is something, something like that. Yeah. No, there's some, that's some very legitimate fears, to be honest. If I'm going to go, it's got to be like, bang. You just, you know, out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Parachute don't work on your, on your, fl- on your jump. Yeah. Hey, like, okay, unless yeah. we're having fun now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, like, hey, great answers, great answers. You've passed the fast, slow for whatever we need. It. We need to come up with a name. You're a writer. I love. Send I love me a that name. we ended on that. I love yeah, that no. we ended on. Like, <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. Okay, yeah, death, just a long, slow death. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, well, guys, that's all we have time for today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No People are like, oh, God, I listened to this comedian's yeah. podcast and it was so dark. Go hug your loved ones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell your mum you love her. Nah, um, well, hey, to end it on a, on a better note than mine, I, I am petrified of, um, okay, not petrified, that's a lie, but any spider that's black in colour, nah, well, like, mm-hmm. eh, nah, just no. <laughs> Like really, even Daddy Longlegs kind of freaked me out, eh? Really? Like, yeah, because I was just like, oh, they're just so long and lanky, and you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that phased by spiders, to be honest. Ugh. You can give me, give me a spider on my face, even a tarantula over a goose in my room. <laughs> off. Nah, man, I would rather have ten geese in my room than a, a black spider on my hand. Legit. <laughs> But yeah, no, nah, geese are kind of scary. I agree. I agree. They are kind of freaky. You know, when a duck yeah. waddles over, not a duck, what are, what are they called? Like a, a swan waddles over to you. Uh, you're kind of like, ooh. Uh. Like, do I like go for the neck if he gets me? Or what do I, <laughs> what do, I exactly. do? Exactly. They're, um, what's the word for it? They're uh, unpredictable. They're kind of yeah. flighty, but yeah. also could like do damage. Scary. Western Springs Park. That's the one in Auckland that's got like all the geese and the swans and stuff. It's Wow, so I've, scary. I've never been. No, that's. I might go just just for the experience. <laughs> just for the experience, yeah. And then I'll and then I'll, some, and I'll bring s- your pockets. <laughs> then I'll send you a message and be like, "Hey, I just got pecked by a bloody goose. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm with you now." No. Yep. 
I take, um, I just want to say on the podcast for the record, I take no responsibility for those people who have geese or swan related injuries. Um, yeah, just cover your bases, Brindley, because you're walking the <laughs> tightrope here. Yeah, we might yeah. get an email well, from the Auckland Council. Um, I want no legal action. <laughs> um, hey, Brindley, it has been a laugh. I, you know, I get to, I get, I'm blessed enough to interview whole sorts of different people, right? A whole range of people. Um, but I love a good laugh, you know, <laughs> and it has been, you know, we've had, we actually went pretty deep at some points. Like yeah. the floaties were well and truly off, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I hope you have too. I'm sorry I haven't come at you with my like 20 minute news hub style uh, interview questions. We just kind of went for it. No, I loved it. I love a good yarn. And you know, like that's the thing with comedy is it's like you've got the, you've got the light and the dark. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, honestly, how about we end the podcast on a joke from yours truly? On the love spot. it, me? Yeah, you. Oh, yours truly. That would be me, right? Yours. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, I was like, hang on. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I meant to say. Come on, hit us with the, like a farewell shebang. Okay, do your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.